بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد رسول الحمد للہ embrace Islam or in the case of Amr becoming a companion of the Prophet so the report from Khalid continues in Ibn Asakir Kanzul Omal volume 7 page 30 Al-Bidaya volume 4 page 238 Hayat al-Sahaba volume 1 page 288 to 92 of the New English translation so Khalid bin Walid so he said we then joined forces until we reached Al-Madinah where we left our conveyances at a place called Harrah. Rasulullah was already informed of our arrival and was very pleased. So stop in the report. So they're preparing to meet the Prophet but the news of these noble souls coming has preceded them. And the Prophet is very pleased upon hearing of the approach. Another report adds details. In Behagi, in his Delay in Nubu'a, volume 4, page 349 to 352. Al-Bidaya, volume 4, page 237. Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 1, page 287 of the New English Translation. Sayyidina Amr ibn al-As, he said, radiyallahu. We then met a man near Bi'r Abi Utbah, whose words that he uttered upon seeing us were taken by us as a good omen. He was calling someone with the following words. Ya Labah. Ya Rabah, Ya Rabah, the land of Makkah has given to us the control over its bridle with the acceptance of Islam by these two distinguished gentlemen. I noticed he was pointing towards myself and Khalid ibn al-Walid. So stop in the report. So this is another report adding details. So Amr, he said that he noticed that somebody who was near the famous well, the well of Abi Utbah, He saw, obviously, the three, but the two in particular. He goes, Ya Rabah. So what does Rabah mean? It means profitable. So the word Rabah is obviously the Haram, which is profitable. But Rabah is the positive. So he was saying how, how great an asset, how great a profit. The land of Makkah has given to us the control of its bridle. I think about that. If you are on a conveyance in the good old days and you haven't got a bridle, you can't manage. The animal's going to be unruly. That's how great he considered these two men because they are the bridle of Makkah. And then he goes, he was pointing to Khalid bin Walid and myself. Then Amr continued, radiyallahu. The same man then rushed towards the masjid. I thought and rightly so that he wanted to inform Rasulullah about our arrival. We tied our camels at Hirra 
and then changed our clothes. In the meantime, the azan for asr was called. So stop in the report. So they didn't just go to see the Prophet They, you know, made themselves presentable. So obviously they journeyed a lot. So they went, they put on some new clothing. And then they heard the azan for asr, which is interesting. Then Amr said, we then went to him, sallallahu alayhi wa His face upon seeing us was beaming, I like the full moon, due to pleasure. And the Muslims around him were also very much pleased with our acceptance of Islam. So Amr ibn al-As said, it just looked like a scene of nur, because the Prophet's face was shining and everybody else, they looked so pleased upon our arrival. In another report, our beloved messenger had added, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Makkah has sent away its very essence. Makkah has sent away its very essence. This is recorded by Hafiz ibn Abdul Barrahmatullah in his Al-Istiyam 1-406. Another report says Makkah has given its liver. So look at the state of these companions. These were like basically, Makkah is, can't, cannot function without these. Now they've come to us. So returning to the hadith of Khalid. So Khalid, he said, I thus wore my finest clothes and I headed towards him. My brother, Walid ibn al-Walid, met me on the way. And he said, quickly, Rasulullah has been informed about you and he is pleased with your arrival. He is now eagerly awaiting you. So he's done his best clothing. He's now going towards the Masjid al-Nabi. And Walid intercepts him, his brother. He goes, he's waiting for you quick. We thus quickened our steps until we arrived, i.e. in his blessed presence. Rasulullah was smiling until I stood in front of him. I greeted him as Rasulullah and he replied to my greeting with a smiling face. I thereupon said, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah He then called me closer. And when I came extremely close, he said All praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has guided you. When I saw your intelligence, I hope that it would inspire you only to do what is good and correct. I, it is now fruitified. <laughs> so the Prophet said, I always expected you to embrace Islam and you have. I thereupon said, Ya Rasulullah, I keep thinking of all the battles I fought against you in the past in opposition to the truth. Please now supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me. The Prophet said, O Khalid, embracing Islam obliterates all previous sins. I still humbly requested, Ya Rasulullah, despite that, I please still supplicate. The Prophet thereupon made the following dua O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive Khalid ibn al Walid. For all the efforts he exerted to prevent people from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So stopping the report. So Khalid, he's giving his own view, his own, you know, clarification. The Prophet brought him very close, and after praising him, Khalid was thinking of his history. So obviously he doesn't know. He's thinking, I've committed great crimes, Ya Rasulullah. Please make dua. So the Prophet told him that Islam obliterates all previous. But he was so humble, he goes, still, please make a dua. And then the Prophet made a dua for him. Khalid then said, Thereafter, Uthman ibn Talha and Amr came forward and also pledged their allegiance to the Rasulullah. Indeed, we had arrived in Al-Madinah during the month of Safar, eight years after the Hijrah. So adding something. In Al-Isaba 1-413, Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani said, Khalid ibn Walid embraced Islam after the fall of Khaybar, in the seventh year after the Hijrah. Then Khalid said, By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa never equated any of the other companions with me when it concerned matters that worried him, i.e. in military matters. So Khalid then said something very interesting. Because I noticed that when something was greatly concerning the Prophet sallallahu and it was related to military matters, he goes, he came to me. <laughs> So he was preparing him. So why? Because the Prophet, what did Walid say? He goes, you will be preferred above others if you embrace Islam. So Allah Ta'ala obviously was now fulfilling this command of the Prophet or this request. So now if you look at this report, the order is given. So who was the first to approach the Prophet It was Khalid ibn Walid. The second according to Khalid was Uthman. Uthman ibn Talha. And finally, Amr ibn al-As. So that also shows how quick Amr ibn al-As was because he wanted to make sure that everything's smooth before he approaches the Prophet So the one that we don't know nothing about is Uthman ibn al-Talha. How do we, do we know something about? So is he Joe Bloggs? Or do you know anything about it? Uthman ibn al-Talha. Joe Bloggs, mashallah. So Uthman ibn al-Talha, just a few things about him. Radiyallahu he was the one who was honored to have the keys to the Holy Qur'an. The Quraysh gave him the keys and he would allow anybody on the authority of the Quraysh to enter the Qur'an. So this was a great honor. So the report mentions that in the Makkan period, Rasulullah he once performed tawaf and he saw Uthman ibn Talha so he said to him, O oh Uthman, can you please give me the keys to the Qab? I would like to offer the prayers within it. So Uthman ibn Talha said, No. So then the Prophet you know, asked him again politely. So Uthman said, If I give the keys to you, it will be Disgraceful, meaning it will dishonor the Quraysh. So the Prophet wasalam, he paused, and after that pause, he looked at Uthman and he said, Maybe one day those keys will be in my hands, 
and will be there all over the Quraysh. So Uthman looked at the Prophet but he knew he never liked. So they shocked him. But he still didn't give him the keys. Then what happened? He embraced Islam, but before embracing Islam, another interesting thing about this man, he was a very noble man. How do we know? So you turn to our mother, Sayyidah Um Salama, radiyallahu So to quote a long narration short, she was going to migrate from Makkah with her husband at the time, Abu Salama, radiyallahu with her young child to Al-Madinah. They had made preparations to migrate. But then, because the husband and wife belonged to different clans of the Quraysh, a tug of war started. So what happened was, the clan of Abu, Tal, uh, Abu Salama, they goes, you can go, but you can't take our son. When the tribe of Um Salama heard this, they goes, she can't go either. So what happened? Abu Salama has already set off. His son is now with his tribe in Makkah, the unbelieving tribe. And Um Salama is with her tribe. So the whole family is split. So then the report, it's a long report, relevant part. So Um Salama, for one whole year, she was basically imprisoned in Makkah. Husbands in Medina. Sons even being kept away from her. And she'd go into the desert in grief. And she was making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As if, Ya Allah, please help me. I need to reunite with my family. So one day, when she was in the desert, who spotted her? Uthman ibn Talha. And he was moved. So Uthman ibn Talha, he went to the tribes. So he went to Um Salama's tribe. He goes, look. You've made your point. You've kept her long enough. Why are you still holding her back from her husband? So he softened the tribe and he goes, okay, she can go. Then he went to this where the sun was and he said to the tribe, he goes, you've made your point. How long are you going to keep the sun from the mother and father? He softened their stance and they said, okay, because we let her sun. So the sun was reunited with the mother. When Um Salama was with her son, she didn't even waste a moment. She immediately started making preparations for Hijrah. But it was a very dangerous trek. It's over 300 miles. So it takes, you know, over a week. But she wasn't bothered. So she set off with her son. When she set off, Uthman ibn Talha spotted her. He goes, where are you going? So she said, I'm going to migrate to a land where I can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Uthman ibn Talha radiyallahu said, who's going with you? So she says, nobody except my Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Uthman ibn Talha radiyallahu said, this is not good because I will escort you. So what Uthman ibn Talha did, and Um Salam was narrating the incident radiyallahu he goes, he escorted me all the way to Al-Madinah. And he goes, over the week, and he goes, when I wanted to stop on the journey, he would say, just make a sound. And he was always ahead of us. And he goes, he'd stop, pitch camp, 
and he would stay ahead of us. And then when I wanted to travel, I'd make you know, a coffer, and then he goes, he would be ready to go again. And he goes, he looked after us for the entire journey to al Madina. When we eventually got to Quba, so this is over a week later, he said to Um Salama, your husband is in Quba. He goes, God go with you. And then he left. So Um Salama said, I have never seen a more nobler man than Uthman ibn Talha. May Allah guide him to Islam. So some scholars say it was her dua. <laughs> so even though he lost his father, his uncle, his four brothers in the battle of Uhud, he embraced Islam. <laughs> so again, it's not just it's like you know magic wand. You know somebody just embraces Islam. <laughs> so Uthman ibn Talha was the second to approach the Prophet So was he pleased with this? Of course he was. He knew he always repaid acts of kindness. He goes, this is the one who honored him. And she later became our mother, Um Salama. And then finally, Amr. Amr. Now, oh, sorry, just to add. When he embraced Islam, Uthman ibn Talha, a year after that, Makkah fell. Makkah fell peacefully. <laughs> so Allah Ta'ala revealed the verse in Surah Nisa. And the verse, the rough meaning of the verse, Hand back the trust to those who are deserving. So Rasulullah, he's not down the idols, purified the Kaab. And he's got the keys to the Kaab. And he goes, where are the keys? So they gave him the keys. Then he called Uthman ibn Talha, who's now Muslim. And he goes, Uthman, what did I tell you? <laughs> so everybody's baffled thinking, what's this conversation? So how many years had passed since the Prophet told him, maybe one day the keys will be in my hand and it will be a day of honor for the Quraysh. That was 15 years earlier. And he goes, has that day arrived? And Uthman ibn Talha wept. He goes, yes, Ya Rasulullah, it is a day of honor. Then the Prophet goes, the keys are now yours. Allah has told me to give it back to you because you are the trustworthy one. And then what's amazing, to this day, 2024, up to date, the keys of the Kaaba are still with the children of Uthman ibn Talha. So even though we know there's problems there, they've still honored that. So if to this day you want to know who's got the keys to the Kaaba, you've got somebody direct descendant of Uthman ibn Talha. So I want to mention a bit here about him, because otherwise he's just a mysterious person, but who's the third person? Right? So the response, these are all great people. So now let's turn to Amr, who is the third. So Amr ibn al-As, he described that memorable day when he said, first of all, Khalid ibn al-Walid went forward. He embraced Islam and he took the pledge. Then I went nearer to him. So it's interesting. Previous report, Khalid goes, Uthman went. So Amr didn't mention that. I don't know why. Then I went nearer to him, and I said, Ya Then I went nearer to him and said, Ya Rasulullah, I will pledge at your hand with the condition that all my past sins be forgiven. And I can't say anything about the future ones. I note that there is no mention of his embracing Islam. He's already Muslim. 
This is how wise he was. You easily miss these points. <laughs> they were embracing Islam. Right? Amr, he did it in a way that you think, but listen very, did he say anything about embracing Islam? <laughs> Nothing. All he said was, I pledge at your hand with the condition that all my past sins are forgiven and I can't discuss the future ones. <laughs> the Prophet said, O Amr, take the pledge. For all sins are wiped, i.e. due to Islam, i.e. which you have already embraced. Similarly, Hijrah is also the cause of wiping out all the sins committed before, i.e. and you now have both. I then took his hand, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I was after this, the shyest person in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Indeed, I was then not able to look directly at his blessed face. And I did not respond to him with my opinion until he passed away out of shyness from him. So let's look at this. So where is it recorded? This is recorded in Bukhari in his Tariqul Kabir 2-311. Ahmed in his Musnad number 17,323 or 4-198. Tabarani, Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Kathir, Sira, Volume 3, page 192-4 of the English translation. Tabari al-Istariq, 2-146. Al-Isaba, page 550-3 of the New English translation. Al-Hayatami in Majma al-Zawaid, Volume 9, page 351, stated Sahih. Ayat al-Sahaba, Volume 1, page 287-8 of the New English translation. And Shaykh al-Bani, Rahmatullah, stated Hassan in his Irwa ul-Ghalil, number 1280. So it's an authentic report. So again, notice how wise he is. He was the last. Why? Because he was listening to what the others were saying. Khalid put a condition, please make dua for me, Ya Rasul. I know I'm forgiven, but please make a dua. Uthman, we don't know. There's not much details about Uthman. He said something very interesting. Please make dua, or I'll pledge to you that my previous sins are forgiven, but I don't know about the future ones. Meaning, I don't know what's in my future. The Prophet said, you're forgiven on two accounts, your Islam and your Hijrah. Then look what happened. Look at the transformation. Soon as he held the blessed hand of the Prophet something happened to him. He said, I couldn't look at the Prophet after that. And then he said something very interesting. I did not respond to him with my opinion until he passed away. Now what did he mean by that? The scholars say what he meant by that was he was the fox of the Arabs. So when the Prophet was doing mashura, talking, Amr I didn't talk. So imagine the fox not talking. We want to hear your opinion because I couldn't do it because the Prophet's still here. So when the Prophet would say something, I just kept quiet because I could only have that confidence after he left. But think about it, look how much veneration he's got for the Prophet now. Can't look at him, can't even voice his opinion. Why? Because he know he now knows that I was opposing the greatest of creation. So look how beautiful. He embraced Islam at the hands of Najashi. And he's become a companion at the hands of Rasulullah. And this was again a great honor for the great Sayyidina Amul ibn al-As. So all I mentioned today was now where they finally, Alhamdulillah, encountered our beloved messenger and they become companions and Muslims and the fine details which are mentioned in the various reports look how beautiful you got Khalid narrating the incident from his eyes 
Does it contradict Amr's report? No. He's relating from his eyes. And if you look, all of the Sahaba are just showing that this is the same incident. The only thing I should have mentioned, Walid ibn al-Walid was so happy that Khalid came to embrace Islam. So he intercepted it. He quickly go to the Prophet There is no details about Amr's brother. So you would have expected Hisham ibn al-As, the younger brother of Amr, to have also you know, congratulated Amr, intercepted him and said, now you go to the Prophet. There's no mention of him. So one response to that is, maybe he did intercept, maybe it's not just recorded. It's hardly, you know, fathomable that your brother comes and you don't even congratulate Or maybe he's not migrated yet, he's still imprisoned. Whatever the case, you'd think he would also have encouraged Amr to go quickly, to embrace, not embrace Islam, to become a companion of the Prophet Are there any questions? سبحان الله بحمدي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل من سلم في حسن الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات واصبحوا الحق واصبحوا الصابرين صدق الله